Hey, this is Jason Overcome Redmond. Thanks for tuning in to the JR Overcome Show. If you love this show, we would love for you to do us a huge favor. Go to iTunes, subscribe, leave a five-star review, leave a comment, and share with your friends. Everybody wants to be on top of the mountain. The problem nowadays is people want to get dropped off at the top of the hill and look down. It's that I overcome mindset that makes all the difference. See, the way we're taught is you're going to claw, you're going to scratch, you're going to bite, you're going to dig, you're going to do whatever it takes to get to the top of that mountain. That unequivocally is how I have managed to keep myself moving forward and finding success. Two seals, one mission. The JR Overcome Show. And welcome back. This is episode 23 of the JR Overcome Show. As always, but different, I am Ray Kashkar, and joining me is my co-host. Notice I said co-host. Jason Overcome Red. All right, guys, listen, here's the deal. Today, I decided to take over the JR Overcome Show because I wear the captain's hat. And until then, until we decide that I'm no longer the captain. It's going to be the Captain and Tennille show. So with me is the lovely Tennille. <laughs> and we're going to get it going today. So super pumped up. Uh, what's going on today, sir? Uh, it's a big day, man. Just a few days ago, my book came available for pre-sale. Yeah, and I want to talk to you about that, okay? let's. We're going to talk about a couple things. We're going to get into that, but let's just dive. Since I'm taking over, I'm not going to do your 12-minute intro, how awesome you are. I'm going to get right into it, okay? So the word of the day... Are you ready? Dude, send it. Tell me. It's going to be something that I think you, you've heard of once or twice. It's I'm going on the be, edge of my seat. The, the word of the day is going to be overcome. Yes! Hold overcome. On. Hold on. Wait. We've, we've used that one before. Hey, producer, turn around and look at me. Yes. Hey, hey. Tell us Tell us that again. Say it again? Yeah. I said we've used that one. Shut the hell up! I'm wearing a captain's hat. I outrank everybody today. We're doing the word overcome today, and there's going to be a reason for it, guys. So just Actually, stay Ryan, with me. Ryan, we love you, man. Thank you for oh, I know. all the amazing all, work you do. Just uh, stop talking. I am the di- <laughs> Listen, I'm the diva. I get the green M&Ms. I get the captain's hat. I'm in charge. But the word overcome. Seriously, guys, let's get to it. Overcome. I'm going to read the definition, and then, of course, I'm going to ask none other than J.R. Overcome himself. To give me his definition. So are we ready? We ready? Send it. Are you ready, producer? Okay, yes, I'm ready now. Okay, Jesus, he's a pain in the ass. Okay, overcome. Succeed in dealing with a problem or difficulty. Now, that's the standard version, but sir, what is your definition of overcome? My definition of overcome is to, uh, I love the idea of your word, conquer also. To be able to conquer, to prevail, to defeat an adversary. Uh, All of those things are linked to uh, that pivotal word in my life and really what it boils down to. And it is the basis of everything this book is built upon. It's about getting off the X. I love it. I love it. And and guys, just so you know, we're changing up a little bit because you know what? Me and Jason are in charge and we do whatever we want. Whatever we want. Whatever we want. So a few weeks ago, Jason did a interview with me asking me what's going on. Now, this is something that you don't know. Okay. Jason's book. Overcoming. I'm gonna I'm gonna read read the little the little what's the what is the excerpt? Thank you, the excerpt. See, that's why I got smart people around me about this book. But this is what you don't know. I have actually gotten to read this book, and it is. And again, I'm gonna curse. I got to do it. Fucking amazing. But this is what it says, and this is coming right off of Amazon. And then we'll let Jay take over. Retired Navy SEAL and New York Times bestselling author. Let me repeat that again. Retired Navy SEAL and New York Times bestselling author. Jason Redmond divulges how to triumph over adversity using proven special operations 
habits and mindsets. Now, let me tell you what, guys. This does not even scratch the surface of what I read. I'm telling you guys, you thought the first one was good. The second one, I, I couldn't believe it. I actually think it, it it's hard to say that you topped it. I would say it's a, a lateral, horizontal, upward slope. I'm trying to get it. It's, Holy it's, shit. Yeah, it's awesome. There, dude, there was some geometry yeah, there. I there know. was some calculus. I don't even know what just happened, Ryan. But- the book is amazing. And what I want to know, Jay, and what I think everybody else was, wants to know is, is what inspired you to, to write another book? I mean, you already have a New York selling, best selling book. I have it. It's autographed sitting in my, sitting in my library. What made Jason Redman write this second book? You know, the, the reality is this book really wrote itself. And what happened is after I got out of the military and I was running the Combat Wounded Coalition and I launched the Overcome Academy and I'm speaking all across the country on leadership and teamwork, uh, people, I would speak so often about the overcome mindset. And I would tell them, you know, one of the greatest, you can have the best teams, you can have the best leaders, you can have a very clearly defined mission and task and purpose, but it's the overcome mindset that makes all the difference. And people would say, well, that's great, man. How do we do that? And I'd say, well, you know, it's not quitting. You know, I, I came up with the three rules of the overcome mindset. Don't physically quit. Don't mentally quit. And guess what? Life's not fair if you can overcome those things. But people were still like, well, man, how do you do that? So over the last couple of years, I really started to drill down into what does that mean? And one day I had this epiphany and the epiphany came about because one of the wounded warriors that I was working with told this heartbreaking story. And he was a medic, and this story is in the book. He was a medic that was assigned with the Marines, or a corpsman assigned with the Marines. And they were on a uh, convoy and uh, in armored vehicles when the vehicle in front of him struck a huge IED. Uh, detonated, rocked everybody's world, lifted the vehicle up off the ground. It came crashing back. He got out of his vehicle and he ran forward to try and help. And uh, the, the blast was so great, it actually twisted the frame of the vehicle. And uh, he, he tried to get the door open and the young Marine that was inside, the inside of the vehicle was on fire and they couldn't get the door open. The blast had actually twisted it where the door was wedged shut. And this, this medic literally watched as this young Marine burned alive through the window and uh, oh, it, it crushed him. He went home and he basically sealed himself off from the world. He never went out. Uh, and he just shut himself down for multiple years. And when he finally came through our program and he was telling this story and talking about never going out, it hit me in the face like a bat. We call the point of attack of any ambush, of any attack, the X. And in special operations, we are taught the only way to survive and the only way to thrive is you got to get off the X. And it hit me in that moment. I was like, I looked at him and I said, brother. I was like, dude, you've never gotten off the X. I said, you are still chained to the X from that uh, attack overseas. And I realized in that moment, man, I was like, God, man, everybody in life gets on the X. Well, and that's the thing is people always associate getting off the X with just a, a, the physical aspect of it. But there's that mental aspect that you're talking about that I don't, I, that resonates with me. I know you know, I've been rocked before and there's things that, you know, even though you've physically gotten off the X and I get emotional about this brother is, I mean, look what happened to you. You know, it, it takes a whole different caliber of man or woman or individual, whatever you want to call it to get off that X mentally, you know, uh, 
instinct will take off, take over. And yeah, maybe you may run, you may get to cover, you may do whatever, commandeer another vehicle, do whatever you have to get your brother off the X. But you know, as well as I do, a lot of times that emotional impact, that emotional, you know, initial contact that happened there, it doesn't leave. So how do you, and I know this book goes over that. How do you, what advice would you give to someone without, you know, before I won by the book, but that you can divulge right now how to mentally get off the X because that's what pisses me off. People are always like, yeah, I ran off the X and I drove off the X. No, that's not what Jason's always talking about. And that's what people need to understand is like what you went through. I mean, the, the, the traumatic impact, how many years of, of getting off the X did you actually have to do before you were off of it? I mean, seriously. I mean, it takes time. And that's the thing, depending on the level of event, it takes longer to get off the X. Um, and, and, you know, what's interesting is there's the physical act, just like you said, of getting off the X. But, you know, kind of like BUDS, everybody asks about BUDS. And we all joke, you know, SEAL training, that it's uh, 10% physical and 90% mental. And people watch it. You know, people have seen the Discovery Channel episode. And they're like, oh, my God, it's all physical. They don't get it. They don't, they don't get it. it, man. And it's the same as getting off the X. You and I have seen individuals overseas who are uh, confronted with an attack, whether it's a gunfire ambush, whether it's a IED, whether it's a combination of explosions and gunfire, people who have not been ever exposed to that freeze. They absolutely cower down and they stop moving because their senses are so overwhelmed, they cannot function. Last episode, we talked about the mass shooting that occurred here in Virginia Beach. And uh, I was talking to some friends that were involved with that. And Mm -hmm. they were talking about a woman that they had cleared and they had gone in. And this woman literally, they could not get her up to move. Even though the police were in there, she had literally frozen on the X. And they're trying to tell her, we got to move, we got to move. And she could not function because she had mentally shut down. And so many people in life do the same thing. It's what I started to recognize. I mean, that young medic, he had done the same thing. He had just mentally shut himself down. And I watched so many people in the book. We talk about there are three kinds of people who are exposed to to ambushes and being on the X. The first people are, and, and, and when we talk about this, I want to say I break life ambushes into three types, and it's important to understand this. The first one is micro ambushes. These are the little tiny ambushes of our minds. It's that little voice inside your head that tells you you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not, you're not fast enough. You're not in the right place. You're Guilty. like wrong sex. Every one of it. Yep. Everybody yep. who's human. I have them all the time. I get on the X. Uh, but some people don't allow themselves to get off that X. Those are the people that they're never willing to get outside of their comfort zone because they're too afraid. They actually get comfortable on that mental X. They believe that bullshit in their head. Would you say there's a person in the world that doesn't have any type of micro ambushes? Because I would, I would call bullshit on that. I think everybody has some sort of yes. self doubt. I, I would say there, if they try and tell you that, they're a liar. Amen. What's number, what's number two? Number two is minor ambushes. And these are scheduled disruptions. These are the things that come along. Like we laid out, hey, this is what I'm going to get done this week. These are the things that it's going to move the needle in my life. And something unexpected comes along. You know, it's not a catastrophic event, but just something. Let's say your vehicle breaks down. You know, you, you had something big that was going to occur and suddenly your vehicle breaks down and that just threw off your week. Now you're having to deal with that. Or maybe you were in a car accident. Nobody was injured, but, you know, you're having to deal with that. That is a minor ambush because, and I classify it as that because it's an inconvenience. It messes up your schedule. You know, it can make you have a 
tough day or maybe even a tough week. You almost said ah, it. Well, I thought I was going to uh, hear it. <laughs> Would you consider that a bad day, sir? No, nope, nope. okay. bad days are coming up. Bad okay, days are gotcha. coming up. But, uh, um, and how I classify the minor is a year from now, okay. if I brought it up to you and said, hey, do you remember when this happened? Most people won't remember the negative impact of it. They'll be like, oh yeah, I remember when my car broke down, but yeah, it was no Hazy, I got you, I got exactly. you, yeah, I got you. Now, then we get into the major life Here ambushes. We go. And these are the ones that crush people. These are, so, uh, these are everything from, on the lower end of the spectrum, it may be uh, a relationship breakup, it could be a divorce, it could be a business failure, it could be a financial failure, bankruptcy, it could be a lawsuit, it could be grievous personal injury or illness, it could be grievous personal injury or illness to someone you love, it could be sexual trauma, it could be unexpected loss of a loved one, or even the unexpected loss of a child. These are major, major life ambushes. And uh, most people only encounter about five in their lives. Uh, I have been through three already. So my first one was uh, my, my, um, my mistakes as a young leader and having to redeem myself and climb out of that dark hole and earn back the trust of my teammates and save my career. Second one yep. was my uh, injuries, my, my, the real ambush and then the follow-on injuries and the recovery process. Yep. And the third one was the lawsuit we got involved in in my business that just rocked us. I mean, that was a major, major life ambush that myself and the long-haired admiral went through. So these things will forever leave scars on you. It will be mental, emotional, or physical scars. That's how we class them. They are true bad days. You are totally within your, or you are totally within, uh, uh, you can definitely say this was a bad day because you will never forget it. And you know, what's funny is I'm still looking at you and you're still here. So Amen. bad days or not, I mean- Roll the dice, nine lives, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You're still here. So good on you, brother. And that's what people need to remember. They need to remember that I am still here. You know, uh, so many people want to spiral down. They get stuck on the X. And the longer you sit on the X, the more it's like quicksand. It will pull you down. But I want to come full circle just to close on this topic yep. with the three things. There's three types of people in the world that I've seen. And, and when I tell you guys this, you and Ryan both are going to be like, holy shit, you're absolutely right. The first class of people... That major life ambush destroys them. Okay. They will never be the same. As a matter of fact, they actually become lesser versions of who they were. Okay. Because what happens is that incident becomes the excuse for every bad behavior that exists. They will spiral down into depression. They will self-medicate. They will do uh, anything and everything. And anytime it goes wrong or somebody calls them out on it, yeah. they will blame the incident. So gotcha. they literally become lesser version. The second class, the majority of people, something bad happens and they get past it and they live their life, but they're too afraid to ever take a risk again, specifically in the area where that happened. So let's say it's a business failure. Yeah. They're afraid ever to get out and, you know, they'll go find a job and they'll just work out their days in that job because they don't want to get into a situation where they have to risk themselves or it's a relationship. We've all seen that individual who had a bad relationship and they're like, dude, I'm never going to date again ever. That's that scar is what I call it. it leaves, you know, I tell people scars are cool. Chicks dig them. So go with it and learn from it. That's, but, I have a different mindset. You know that. And, but. and some people, and a lot of, there are people that do. And yeah. obviously there are those that don't. They're risk averse and they're like, I never want to go through that pain again. So I'm not going to do it. And, uh, and then the last class are the individuals that that moment becomes their launch point. They ignite from yep. it. 
And uh, it, it becomes their whole new purpose in life. And I've been fortunate enough, and we interview a lot of people in this book, that it, that was them. It's And a great example I give, uh, not necessarily in the book, but one we had talked about is a family that loses a child to cancer. And as heartbreaking and as hard as it is, they turn it into a positive thing by starting a nonprofit to help other families who uh, have kids going through cancer or maybe have lost. It becomes their launch point. And that's what this book is about, beginning to figure out how you get off the X and how you drive forward and navigate from there. Amen. Amen. I, Jesus. Amen. So here's what I got. Let's talk about inspiration. Okay. Besides me, besides me being your internal motivation, because what, hold, no, don't, I'm going to cut you off. I'm wearing a captain's hat. What you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, and I can, I can divulge this information. I'm in the book. Okay. I, am I getting a piece of this? Probably not. But I'm in the book. And what you don't know is that when Jason was writing this book, and how long how long was this process, Jason? I mean, when we finally committed to write the book, I mean, we wrote it in a little under a year. Okay. So do you know how many times I had to stand in front of Jason like a chiseled model wearing just a, a towel to motivate him, to give him the inner drive that he needed? So my thing is this, ladies and gentlemen, this book was inspired by Ray Kashkare. Would you say? Well, it was definitely the uh, it was the red, white, and blue thong that you routinely wear. I mean, it really got my patriotic, creative juices flowing, and <laughs> yeah, I owe, yeah, I me and juices. It, I owe it all to you. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's let's move. I on. I just threw up a little on the microphone. Oh I'm my sorry. god! I'm sorry, Ryan. I think I've got it. I've got it. A, a little chub. I'm okay. We might have to edit that out, but that's okay. Um, here we go. So right now, this is what I know about the book. It's an amazing book. I got to read it. I can't say too much about it. And we're going to move on to some other stuff because, you know, I've known you for a long time and there's more to Jason than just, you know, the book, the war hero and this, and we're going to get into that. But this is what I want to tell people or, you know what, tell people, let me do this better. Let me let you sell you. Okay. I've got the book. Am I going to get an autographed copy? You know it. Okay, good. Thank God. You know what? I'm going to autograph your book for you. I'm going to do something <laughs> different, but tell everybody just on a serious note, how can they get the book right now? Because I'm getting ready to do it right now because I'm going to do it just like everybody else. Tell them, go. Yeah, absolutely. Go to Just type in overcome Jason Redman on Amazon. The book will pop up and, uh, and the book does not release till December 10th, but if you buy it now, if you pre, uh, pre-purchase it ahead of time, uh, yeah, we can work it out where you can get it to me and I will sign it. And not only that, you will get it for a discounted rate. Once it goes live on December 10th, it'll be more expensive. But uh, the pre-sales definitely help with your rankings as far as bestsellers and things like that go. So uh, I definitely, definitely would appreciate it. If you guys don't remember that, just go to my website. I got a link right on the front of the website to uh, click through to pre uh, to order the book. And just to, ch- just to uh, elaborate, guys, go to Amazon.com. Type in Overcome Jason Redman. Listen, the pre-order sales right now, I'm looking at are $14.99. That is a savings of $13.01. That's 46%. It's written there because I would never know that percentage. But guys, get the book. You can get it uh, You can get it in Kindle and you can get it in hardcover. I'm actually getting both. Um, it is phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Thank you, sir. Um, and you've actually inspired and motivated me to start writing some books also. Again, on something totally different, but we're not getting into that. Now, I'd like to shift focus. All right. We're always talking about Jason Redman, the warrior, Jason Redman, this, Jason, oh my God, Jason Redman, that. 
I want to talk about just Jay, just Jay, just, you know, I, we always try to do things. And then, and then what we're going to do is we're going to wrap it up with, we're going to, the next topic is going to be karma. Who's my favorite. Yeah. Who I think runs the show of, of Redmond. But what I want to know is, is give me a status on team Redmond. Okay. So, you know, most people know Jay as, you know, purple heart warrior. I know Jason Redmond as friend, father, um, obviously Navy SEAL, you know, we were in buds together. If you guys are just tuning in, we were in the same boat crew. Uh, we were in the Smurf crew. God bless us. And Jay is like a brother to me. But tell us, who is Jason Redman when the cameras are off, when he's not speaking around the country, when he's not on Hawaii Five-0, when he's not doing book signings, when he's not doing this? Just tell me what, what and who Jay is. Just keep it simple. Tell the people the real you. I'm a lover, I'm a fighter, and I'm an American UDC. So. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, you know, man, I am, uh, I'm no different than everybody else, man. Uh, that's the reality. I'm, I'm a down-to-earth. I try to be a humble guy. Uh, I love my family, man. They are one of the, my top priorities. And I try to do as good a job as I can as raising my family and being a good father. And, and it's an interesting thing. You know, you're a father. Uh, Ryan's a father. And raising kids in this day and age is a tough thing. Um, the, uh, the, the interesting thing is, is oftentimes I meet a lot of parents who they want to keep an iron grip on their kids. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that backfire. I, it backfired on me. I, you know, God bless my parents, but they tried to put some pretty heavy uh, right and left limits on me. And man, I was a free spirit and I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And uh, it ended up getting me kicked out of the house because uh, I basically broke the rules repeatedly. And finally, you know, at uh, 17 years old, my dad said, hey, I've had enough, man. You're out of here. You know, true story about your mom. Your mom is so small. I can actually put her in my pocket. Your mom is one of the small. Again, I don't say she names. Is. She Your mom is how tall is she? 4'11". 4'11". She is literally awesome, but she will not put up with nothing. I love your mom. Yeah. Did, let me ask you a question. Growing up, did she um, ever give you a taste of the backhand or anything? Because she seems like she's quick to put you in check if it need be. No, that's not my mom's style. My dad, he, he, you know, my dad had a paddle, man. And I tell you what, I, I lived in uh, rural North Carolina and back and down there in the South, they didn't hesitate to paddle you. I, I remember when I was in uh, third grade, man, I got myself in trouble quite a bit. And my teacher, I, I loved her, man, Miss Parker. But I tell you what, I, when I got out of line, dude, I remember there were two classrooms and, and the bathrooms were in the back of the room. The classrooms were split and there was a bathroom yep. back there and there was a door that led outside to the playground. And in between the two bathrooms, the girls and boys bathroom, there was a water fountain. And dude, you had to go back there and put both hands on that water fountain and they use that paddle and they would light you up. And, and I got lit up several times and there was no calling the parents and saying, hey, your son was bad. You know, we're going to spank him. Uh, no, nah, man, I got lit up. Yeah, back and then I your deserved folks, it. Yeah, I back deserved then it. They signed, the folks signed a waiver. Yeah. Your ass was the teachers back then growing up. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was how it was back then. And I know there's, you know, probably people. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. And within uh, within my family, too, my dad wasn't uh, my dad wasn't afraid, afraid to paddle me. He had a uh, paddle, and and if I got out of line or I did bad things, I did plenty of bad things. Well, let's talk about that. We're not gonna we're not gonna get into too much detail, okay? But obviously, I'm very familiar with your family. We've been friends for a long time, and I've watched you, father. And you've you've got a way of 
establishing dominance and making your point known without really raising, again, around me, what I've seen, raising that or elevating that temper. Um, is that something that you learned from, you know, from your father being so different like me? You know, I, I don't, I don't hit my kids because I was beat so bad as a child. And the thing is, is I see a lot of that in you because I mean, dude, what people don't know about you, Jay, is you're one of the hardest fucking working guys I know. You have literally, like on the podcast, the phone's going, this is going, I watch your phone, you turn it off every two seconds. If you're not doing this, it's some type of deal here, some type of thing here. My thing is, is somehow, I don't know how in the hell you did it, because I'm still trying to figure it out, but you got balance and you seem to keep your head level at all times. Now, does, and again, I'll let you say that, does Mama Bear, is she more of the disciplinary in the house or is it you? Or because like in my house, you know, Trish, you know, long hair admiral, she handles 97% of everything. Bills, blah, blah, blah. I step in very rare, but when I do, that's that's it. How does it work at your place? You know, I, I would say I'm probably more of the disciplinarian. Uh, you know, the thing is with kids and anything you do, you know, you basically tell them what to do and then you hold them accountable to it and there's uh, repercussions to it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't spank my kids. We didn't go down that road. Um, it just, I don't know. I felt like there were different ways that I could raise my kids and I focused on letting them know here's a right and left limits. Now, that being said, as they got older and they became teenagers, I meet a lot of parents out there that... They rule with this iron hand and they will, they, they expect their kids to not get out and live life. And mm -hmm. they try and restrict them to the point, you know, Hey, uh, you're, you're never going to do anything bad. I, I don't want to get into specific examples cause you know, I'll have somebody come after me for legal reasons, but you know, they're like, you're never going to do anything bad. And then the kid gets out into the real world. And the first time they taste freedom, they get what I call freedom intoxication yeah. and they lose their fucking mind. You know, and uh, so what both me and the long-haired admiral agreed upon is that you have to raise your kids where you give them enough of a leash that they get out and they're able to live. They're, they're able to make both good and bad decisions yeah. and, and, and they mess up. My kids have messed up, but I hold them accountable when they mess up. And I don't throw the book at them. It's like, oh my God, you messed up. You're grounded for the rest of your life. Because I'll be honest, my parents kind of tried to, run me that way. And yeah. I was like, well, then fine. I'm just going to, if I'm grounded for the rest of my life, then there's, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. I get so you, I'm yeah. just going to climb out of the tunnel on my own and leave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so with my kids, I basically said, Hey, look, you messed up. Here's a deal. But that's how they learn. That's how they get grit and resiliency. That's how they start to figure out how to run themselves as a young adult, because guess what? Your job as a parent is to prepare, is to prepare your kids to be a good, solid, functioning member of society. See, I love that because that's what I love hearing is the other side of it. And that's the thing, you know, Purple Heart recipient, warrior at heart, you deal with daily shit just like the rest of us. And that's that's what's so important about this podcast for people to understand is no matter who we get on here, no matter what what pedestal you put them on, we deal with daily shit also. You know what I mean? It's like we have good, bad, highs, lows, you know, um, like I, I said, mean, I'll give this morning as a perfect example. Here we go. So bring it, bring I'm, it to I'm me. Up, I'm up at, uh, you know, 530 normal time. And my my youngest or I'm sorry, my oldest daughter leaves the house uh, the earliest and uh, to get to school. 
And, uh, you know, she's got a car now, she's got a job, but we do help her with gas. We pay for her gas to school. Uh, she pays for her insurance. That's the way we make it work. And, and, uh, she's already wrecked that car once. So, uh, yeah, her insurance. Woo doggy. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I feel, yeah, there ain't going to be much of that paycheck left, (laughs) but that's okay. Welcome to the real world. Welcome to the real world. But anyways, this morning she gets up and she's like, dad, I'm running a little bit behind. You know, I got a, I I didn't put gas in my car last night. And I'm like, well, you know, you got to do it. I was like, you can't let that happen. And I could have been kind of a jerk to her and, and enforced it. But she, we went to my other daughter's recital last night and she came with us, even though she has exams. So she had stayed up late studying. So here's one of these things where I could have held her accountable and said, well, that was your fault. You didn't gas up your car. But I didn't. I said, you know what? I said, eat your breakfast. I'll go gas up your car. I'll be back. And I think leadership is like that. No different from parenting. Yeah. You, you, there, there's a time where you got to hold people accountable. And there's yeah. a time where you got to look at the circumstances and say, you know what? Hey, let me help you out here. And I know which one we're talking about. She's a good kid. So, you know, I could understand if, you know, she was slacking or was doing this, but Again, you found that balance and you met her in the middle. And I, I think she appreciates that too. And that's awesome. Um, so there you guys have it, man. Jason Redman, amazing father. I I've known I've known your kids for a very long time. Watch what I say here with the, you know, I, we don't ever really talk about the kids, but I love seeing that the individuals that they're turning into because no offense, but they're a direct reflection of you and the long haired admiral. Uh, so I love it. So let's let's shift focus. Let's talk about the most important member of the of the family. Let's talk about who's laying just so you know, underneath, hold on, yeah, underneath baby. me right now, let's talk about karma. So this is the question I have. Um, karma is your service dog, yeah. obviously for PTSD and a few other things. What advice would you give and which uh, company would you recommend for vets out there? And I know you have, but I just, I'd like to get a little bit of awareness out there for individuals who are struggling with PTSD and how can uh, a service dog or animal like karma help? Go. I tell you what, service dogs are amazing. Uh, they, uh, so when I first got home, I definitely like many um, wounded warriors and even any vet that has seen the, the horrific sides of war. I mean, it just leaves mental scars. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll touch once again on what happened, you know, uh, um, what happened, you know, what, a month ago or so, the shooting here in Virginia Beach. And, uh, I remember talking to some of my friends that were police officers and I told them, I said, Hey brother, I just want to let you know, man, you know, what you've seen, it's going to stay with you. It will not go away. Uh, it's, it's just going to be seared on your mind. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, and that's okay, man. You know, I mean, you just, you got to learn and you got to get it out. You can't bottle it up. But what that leads to oftentimes is nightmares. You, 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 it's hard. It's yeah, hard when yeah. you have those things. And, and it's uh, the other problem I had, and I know you've experienced this, a lot of veterans, your back is exposed often. I didn't like crowds. I never liked having my back exposed because you're so used to being overseas where the threats are from 360 degrees. Yeah. Well, you have a team of people who are watching your back, you yeah. know, never are you uh, exposed. Well, you get over here and you can't shake that feeling. And especially if you've been in a traumatic incident. 
Well, hell, when we're in the gym, we when we're working out together, you got people always coming up asking you, like the old guys, hey, can I can you sign my book? I'm yeah. like, are you shitting me? We're in the middle of will working you, will out. Will you sign my gym shorts? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> you know, don't you guys know that I'm the star? It's always Jason. And But my point to this is I have said, <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> will you sign my jock strap? But yeah. I have noticed, I have noticed <laughs> that when crowds come around you, karma is at attention. Yeah. Like, you know, not, not in a... Not in attack mode, but of like he's alert. Alert. I, I like that, and that's like holy shit. What's going on here? So my point is, is ladies and gentlemen, if you see me and Jason Redman working out in the gym, at least wait till he's working out, not me. When he's spotting me to ask if you can if he could sign something of yours, it pisses me off, but I love it. Yeah, because I'm not really helping Ray when I'm spotting, anyways. I can't really lift the weight. He's <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> so listen, so. I, but by here, I'll tell you this. Yeah. You want to sum it up in, in it up. one sentence? Give it to when me. people ask me, what does your service dog do for you? What does karma do for you? I tell them he watches my back. That's what karma does for me. Got your six. I love it. So listen, I always before we we wrap this up, where again, I know, tell everybody where Jason Redmond can be found what Jason Redmond's got coming up. Yeah, man, you guys can go to jasonredmond.com is my website. I'm pretty excited. We are redoing the website. Uh, so here shortly, it's going to be brand new. We're going to be launching the uh, the Get Off The X website also, so for training and coaching. But I got to tell you, man, I really want to plug this book, Overcome. If you are struggling out there, if you have ever been through a major life ambush, or even right now you're going through a micro ambush, you got that little demon in your mind that's telling you that you can't get past what you're doing, you're not good enough. You're not big enough. You're not strong enough. You don't have enough money. You know, you're the wrong sex, race, creed, color. I don't care what it is. You could overcome. And I, this book, I'm, I'm really, really happy with it. It is going to help people. We break down the methodology of how to get off the X, how to lead yourself, how to lead others off the X. I have incredible contributors. Uh, Admiral Bill McRaven, who was the overall commander in charge of the Bin Laden raid, contributed General Stan McChrystal, who was overall forces in Afghanistan and had an incident with a Rolling Stone magazine that ended his military career. You talk about a life ambush, and he gets candid about that in the book. Uh, Congressman Scott Taylor, my friend, who unexpectedly at the last minute lost the election because someone uh, within his own staff really betrayed him. And uh, how he overcame that and drove forward. And I've got uh, Jocko Willink contributes to the book. I talk about Ray and how Ray gets outside of his comfort zone by pushing himself. Yeah, I didn't contribute. Go ahead. Uh, hey, dude, you contribute by being there. Go ahead. And... <laughs> And then I've got uh, multiple wounded warriors who truly, uh, not only did they survive the life ambush they went through, they launched from it and they redefined themselves. And you out there who are listening, you can do it too. Uh, we break it down. So I'm really proud of this book and I think it's going to help a lot of people. So anyways, go to jasonredmond.com. There's a link on there or you can just click on books for the pre-order. It releases December 10th. If you are not listening to me or if you're, <laughs> if you're not, I know you're not listening to me. If, uh, if you're not following me yet, uh, Instagram's probably my biggest platform, most active on, and it's uh, Jason Redmond, WW, uh, but I'm trying to put out motivational content on all of them, and uh, I just want to thank all of you guys for the support, and uh, thank you for being my brother. Listen, guys, Overcome by Jason Redmond. Get your pre-order in now. It launches. It 
It's getting let, let go December 10th. It is going to be the book of 2019 and the best-selling book of 2020, that I guarantee. Yeah, baby. As always, we like to finish up with our two-minute motivational uh, segue segment, if you will, on the word overcome. But I'm going to do something a little different today. I'm going to just sit back and watch you and just get excited. I'm going to let you have the whole time. Overcome is your word. Go. Overcome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you are on the X, you have got to understand that the only way you are going to move forward, it's not just about surviving, it is about thriving, and you have to get off the X. Overcome is defined by that one single phrase. It is about driving forward. It is about getting movement and momentum. You see, movement is life. We talk about in real world enemy ambushes, you have to get off the X. You have to move off the point of attack. And whatever ambush you are going through in life, it is the same. It is the same. And you've got to use uh, different principles to be able to do that. You've got to build structure and discipline into your own life on how to prevent future or not just prevent future life ambushes. We can't prevent them but we can be prepared for them and we can absolutely dominate and crush through them because we are ready. That's what it is about. That's what overcome is about. And all of you out there have that ability to lead always and overcome all and get off the X. Guys, you heard it from LT himself. Listen here, guys. This is episode 23 of the JR Overcome Show. I am Ray Cashcare. And I am Jason Overcome Redman. And we are out. Boom. You stole my boom. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the JR Overcome Show. Tune in next time. And please remember to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please visit JROvercomeshow.com. This is Ray Cash Care. Thanks for listening to the JR Overcome Show. If you love the show, ladies and gentlemen, we would love for you to do us a huge favor. Go to iTunes, subscribe, leave a five-star message, leave a comment, and share with your friends. Boom!